Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? It's your coach in the inaugural episode, the first episode of my interview series. I got the man, the legend, Coach Weber from Columbus High School, approaching his 500th win, 20-plus season. There is a reason why A-Rod calls Columbus High School the Mecca, the Mecca of Miami baseball. We discuss recruiting, high school baseball, college baseball, pro baseball, aspiring athletes that want to go to Columbus, aspiring athletes, parents, that is super important how to prepare for something like Columbus I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. He swore this might be his last interview he would ever do with anybody. It's your coach. Love you guys. I hope you enjoy my sit-down with Coach Weber. Good. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. When I started to do this series of, I called it 7 for 7, to try to get the best people that I know that I can find, the one person that makes all this together and makes this the most important interview for me, he's going to say no, but for me, 1,000% is this gentleman to my left because everything that I'm about has to go through him. And what I mean by that is, he is the most influential coach in Miami by far. We're talking about 20 plus years at head coach as in the most influential school. Columbus is still the Mecca. If you ask A-Rod, what is the Yankee, the New York Yankees of Miami? He says Columbus. This is a school that everybody wants to get into. This is the most powerful man in baseball in Miami because of so many things. What this guy has to deal with only he knows. I brought him here. He doesn't do this much. I don't know what this is going to cost me, but I got him here for a lot of reasons. Number one, I want parents to hear this because you're going to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I want players that want to come here to hear it because you're not going to get a more, a more honest, sincere guy that is at a point in his life which I feel is the best because he helps so many people. Whether he wants to or not, he helps them. And sometimes I'm sure he's like, why am I even helping people? But he just does it. And he goes out of his way. We're talking about film for players, talking to coaches. I've witnessed all these things. Coach, for the people that don't know you, the few that don't know you, please tell them your name, where were you born, origin story, coach. Give us everything. All right. Uh, thank you for, for doing this with me, Heck. Uh, I'm Joe Weber. Um, I went to Columbus High School. I was born here in Miami. Um, I went to Columbus High School from 1979 to 83, and I played under uh, three great coaches. Um, Paul Maneri, who's the head coach at Notre Dame. 
uh, Jim Hendry, who rose to become the general manager of the Chicago Cubs. And Brother Herb Baker was uh, my coach my senior year. And uh, I came back to Columbus in 89 and, and started helping Brother Herb, um, uh, being his assistant with the pitchers. And uh, it's such an amazing place to work that uh, once I was back, I felt like I was back at home. And Columbus is, um, it's really like my, my second family. And working here is like an in total family atmosphere and I couldn't imagine any other place better to work in the world. One of our talks, we, me and you talked so many, so many times. I, uh, I did leave out that one year I coached you at Braddock. Ah, you see, that was the year, but I was going to go even before because I feel that coaches, new coaches, that guys that play that want to get into baseball need to hear your story because you even skipped out your time at Homestead, at yeah. Homestead High School. I had a conversation with you, and this is why I got so much respect for you, man. I had a conversation with you when you told me that you would come in and you would do, they didn't have a freshman team, but they had a JV team and they had a varsity team. Tell me about your mentality as an up-and-coming coach of what you felt coach set you aside from everybody else, man. Well, my first year out of college, I was trying to get into the FBI, and uh, so I never thought I was going to do this whole teaching gig and coaching gig. And so while I was waiting, while the FBI was doing a background investigation, I decided to, I needed some money. So I decided to start uh, substitute teaching. And I coached at Homestead High School. I got hired as a varsity assistant. And um, they didn't really, the JV guy didn't really have much help either. He was just by himself. So I would do the varsity and then I would stay and do the JV practice with him. And then I would do the varsity games and JV games. And to me, it wasn't work, it was, it was a passion, you know. Uh, the, the JV guys were going to be my guys of the future. So I figured, why, why waste any time? Let's get started with them right away. Um, and uh, I think that when I, when I got to Columbus, too, it wasn't just coaching in the season. It was coaching in the fall. It was running uh, the, the entire summer program for Brother Herb, where we traveled all over the place. And uh, I, I think anybody in this game that thinks they know everything about baseball, I learn every day. So I try to put myself in as many game situations and, and did I make a lot of mistakes along the way? Absolutely. Uh, but you're only going to get better from, from your mistakes. Coach, when you were at Auburn, right, give us that experience. Did you already start thinking like a coach or did that just grow on I, I think I started thinking like a coach in, in high school, really. Yeah. Uh, I was always... I don't want to say I was very—I wasn't very talented. I was a lefty that had a pretty decent curveball. Um, I—I thought one thing that set me apart from other players was maybe my ability to to outthink them, uh, especially with the pitching on the mound, etc. So I, I think even in high school, I—I uh, I kind of always thought as a coach. But I'll be honest, I never planned on getting into coaching. My whole, my whole degree at, in college was geared at going into the FBI. 
And I just kind of fell into this. And then what I found, Hector, was I, I knew I loved coaching. But when I started teaching, I found that I loved teaching as well. So, um, I, you know, my wife always tells me, man, you're so lucky because you have a job that you go to that you love going to every day. And I, I agree. A lot of people hate work. Right. It is work, right? <laughs> I, on the other hand, love coming to work. Sometimes in the summers, I think they're too long. Like, I'm ready to get back, you right. know? Right. It's, it's what you do. It's what you, who you are. And so, um, I, I don't know. To me, it's, it's not really work. It's, it's more of a passion. Let's talk preparation, because there's so many things that come to my head. Preparation. When did you come up with the genius idea of being two steps ahead of you had your fall schedule figured out in the summer and the spring and all that? When did you come up with that move? Because that was genius. Well, this is, this is a massive program, I think. I think, I think um, we got a lot going on, right. you know. So uh, kids are lifting weights with our strength trainer. Um, you're playing in the summertime trying to get kids scholarships, uh, which I think we do an unbelievable job of. Uh, since I've been here, uh, we've, we've had 184 kids uh, get Division I scholarships, which to me is amazing. Not to mention Division II and junior college, et cetera, or NAIA. But preparation is everything for me because I have to be planned out because there's so much that comes at you on a daily basis that if you're not planned and you get sidetracked, you're, not, you're never going to accomplish what you need to accomplish. So uh, planning to me is everything. Preparation is everything. And I want my team to be prepared too. I don't want a situation to happen on the field that they have not been prepared to do. Then if that happens, then that's my fault. Coach, when was the first time you used the words, hey, bub? When, when, hey, bub? Where, where did that come from? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, that goes back to Coach Frazier, I'm going to have yeah? to say. Yeah. Oh, Coach, no, Frazier. Coach Frazier and I played uh, high school together, although he went to South Dade. And then we played Legion ball together. And then uh, I got him a job here at Columbus, and, and he's one of the best infield coaches I've ever seen and you know Hector that's another thing that, that we can talk about too is uh, you know I a lot of times I get a lot of the accolades but quite honestly uh, our assistants that guide this program we could be nowhere without them and I I've, I've been blessed over the years to have great assistant coaches that work really really hard and that are that are very good with the kids as well. So without that, I don't, I don't think Columbus would ever have had the success that it's had. Yeah, because everybody wants to be around you, man. And shout out to Coach Frazier. Love that guy. That guy's a cool dude. <laughs> the your coaching style, the patience, the dealing with failure. How, as a player, how did you deal with failure? And then as a coach, how do you deal with failure? Well. Um, I think you're, we're playing a game that is all about failure. You know, um, if you if you fail seven out of ten times, you're an all-star in our game. So the game is about failure. I I I try to 
tell them, hey, you know, failure is going to happen, especially in baseball. It's how long you stay in it, right? How long are you going to dwell in your failure? If you can, the great ones, the great ones can let it go. You can see great hitters. They never, you don't know if they were 0 for 3 or 3 for 3 that day on their fourth at bat. They have the same emotion. The ones that, that get down on themselves too much and they stay in their failure, they don't succeed as well, you know? So I think it's, I think it's understanding. I think failure is a, a failing is, is part of understanding that it's going to happen. It's how long are you going to be stuck in it? Uh, and, and ideally, you know, you, you strike out, well, you still got something else you can do right. in the field. Right. You got something else, you have another at bat. Maybe it's you're going to make a great play with your glove to help the team win. So that, that's the other thing is trying to get kids out of individual goals and into team goals. And you may fail at the plate that day, but you may have done something great to help your team win. So does that make you a failure? Maybe individually, but it as a, makes you a winner as a teammate. As a team. I've seen you tell pitchers that when they give up one run, to say, hey, give up one, not three. Right. right. Where'd you come up with that mentality? Well, I hate to beat ourselves. So, and I hate walks more than, I hate walks. So, uh, I, you know, pitchers that throw hard, that can't throw strikes, I'm not interested. Right. Give me a guy who can throw strikes because as long as you don't beat yourself, you are going to make pitches in a, in a game and it may be a great pitch and you're going to get beat. But as long as you didn't give up the two walks before that, that led to the three run jack and now it's three runs and you just got beat or maybe you made one mistake. Uh, just minimizing your mistakes, you know, minimize, minimize the amount of errors and you'll always probably come out ahead. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Country music. Tell me something about that. When do we start <laughs> listening to country music? Because in Miami, there's no country. Yeah. Is that an Auburn thing? No, no, no. Uh, I, well, I grew up in the Redlands. Okay. So uh, we had an avocado grove and everything uh, that I took care of. My dad... Uh, my dad was had polio when he was 12, both legs and one arm. Uh, he was in an iron lung for a year. And uh, he didn't quit. He went on to law school in a wheelchair, uh, you know, ran a successful law practice. He thought it would be fun to have an avocado grove for me and my mom to take care of. Is there an only child? Uh, no, I have an older brother and an older sister. But when we had the Grove growing up in the Redlands, it was my mom and I and, and my dad. And I don't know, just out on the tractor, I would listen to country music. And, uh, but I listened to all kind of music. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I, feel, I mean, I guess country would probably be my go-to. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. So many things that I've learned from you indirectly, so many things. Your work ethic. I came here and I spoke to this group uh, July, the day after July the 4th. I was here at 9 o'clock. I came at 7.30. The only person here I passed by the field was you getting off with baseballs in your hands. and also, That work ethic, is that a drive to be the best? Is that something you can't control? What do you relate that to? I think it's what I was grown up with. You know, I think, I think we're all products of our environment. So I, I was just mentioning my dad and 
you see a guy in a wheelchair accomplish what he accomplished with not having two legs and an arm, what can a guy like myself who's perfectly healthy accomplish? You know, my mom was his legal secretary and at his, after his death uh, at age 50, she went back to college, back to law school and graduated number one in her class in law school. Wow. So w there's always been a drive, a work ethic, but I guess what drives me the most, Hector, is I want to win. I want to win. I want to have fun, believe me, and I do have fun, but losing sucks. Losing sucks. Coach, I haven't met a, a guy that's funnier than you that doesn't look like a funny guy. Like one of the classic lines is when, when somebody is practicing without a belt, you're like, hey, is that that new Invisalign belt? <laughs> yeah. How'd you come up with that? How do you come up know. with these funny I, things, I, man? I just, uh, I try to add humor to it. I mean, uh, especially here. I think here at this school, there's a lot of pressure on kids. And um, I put pressure on them. Their parents put pressure on them. There's pressure just to wear the Columbus uniform. And so if you can joke around and lighten right. things up a little bit, uh, I, think, I think that's all good. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not always joking though. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's it's it comes it comes out of nowhere, and it's just so funny. Like 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 I I I've seen it. I remember, coach, when you used to. This is when you coached me that you would do a game, go give lessons. You would catch them yourself, which is crazy. Would sit there and catch them. Much younger. Much younger, but yeah. you, you used to do all these things, right? The coaches today in today's world, what different stuff do you see? Is it more entitlement? Is it nobody wants to get dirty anymore? What advice do you have for the new coaches, the guys that are that say, you know what, I, I, I like what coach is doing. I want to get into coaching high school athletes. Let's just say, what advice do you have for them? Wow, that's, I mean, the, the whole game has changed so much. I mean, even the, the importance of my high school coach, the importance of your high school coach, I don't know that it's the same today that it was in the past. Um, with the amount of travel ball that's out there, uh, the way colleges are recruiting more right out of travel ball, um, without even really sometimes finding out about the player. So they don't even talk to you anymore? Um, just... uh, sometimes kids sign without even talking to me. So it, what I'm seeing in college is it's 50-50, you know. Some, some, some people sign a kid and they, they never speak to me. Other coaches do their homework and they want to know what type of kid he is. How to work hard, how to, how to achieve something, a, a common goal as a group of, of individuals who become a team. I think all that is lost in the travel ball. It's all about individuals, et cetera. So we, we had a lot of kids, and I say a lot, like four or five, that go off and play travel and don't stay with us in the summer. Um, but that's new, right? Because that, you've had to adapt with the yeah, times, right? adapted with the times. Um, you know, at, at the same token, you have to understand you're not their parent. You're their coach. You can only advise them. At the end of the day, the parent needs to make their own decision for their own son. Uh, you can advise what you think's best, what you think is not, but at the end of the day, it's their decision. 
Man, now you hit the, the magic topic. Let's discuss parents, okay? My favorite Your topic. favorite, man. This is, if you want a parent meeting with you, that's like you're in heaven. What advice do you have for parents, coaches? Especially, let's do this. Let's go to your parent of a sixth grader right now here in Miami, and Columbus is the dream, and you're still going to be here because you're the guy. What advice do you have for those parents? Let's say your kid's a sixth grader. What advice do you have? Um... Well, first advice I would give is this this is still a game, right? Right, right. right. It's supposed to be fun. Right. Um, I wouldn't take it overly, I wouldn't take it too seriously because I've been doing this a long time and I have three guys who make a living at it. So the likelihood of you making a living at baseball is slim and none. The magic word, magic word on, on everything, man, because as the more as I do this and the more I think you see is parenting is everything. You said it yourself, your work ethic is because you saw it in your parents. Parents nowadays, what I notice is you got the helicopter parents. The new one is the lawnmower parent. Which, have you heard of that one? <laughs> no. That's that? lawnmower because the parents just lawnmower everything. They smooth oh, yeah. it out so that their kid could just... And we've joked here that... Man, if we would allow the parents, they would jump on the kids' back yeah. and play for them because they want it so much. Vice for parents. They're talking about, I have kids that are seven-year-olds and their dream, their parents' dream is to wear the sea and wear for Columbus, right? What advice do you have for those parents that their kids are, their dream is to play here? How do you prepare them? Obviously, talent is talent, but what advice do you have for those parents? Um, I don't, I don't know if I have any advice for the parents, uh, on Tad Hector that at the end of the day, we're going to pick the best players. So, you know, parents come in and they say things like, oh, uh, my son's better than the one you picked or, um, he's playing because... And what I was saying a, a minute ago is that I've never seen a coach who wants to lose a baseball right, game. Right. So believe me, the, it, at this school, it, it's not just my decision, but we sit down as a staff of eight, nine coaches who watch over the kids and see them and try to make our best evaluation. Are, are, could we be wrong? Absolutely. I mean, yes, we, we mess up. You know, it's... But one thing I have luckily here that keeps me from messing up so much is I get to see them in the fall. Right. I get to see them in the summer. I get to see them during the tryout. So it's not a one-week sort of thing where a guy could have a bad tryout and fool me uh, and, or vice versa, you know. So um, I don't, I don't really have any advice other than baseball's not as important as some parents make it out to be. There's, there's many more things more right. important right. in life than playing a baseball game. Of course. When the proper way for a parent, their kid's not playing. What I tell parents is you talk to the coach, you don't talk to other parents. You go straight to the coach, okay? You have your son who's in high school already, who's a big boy, look your coach right in the eye and say, Coach, how can I compete? Right. For what do position? I need to do to get better? Well, how can I compete for position? And I've sat there in 
and I've been in meetings where you've talked to kids and you said, listen, I think you should do this, 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 and right. that, or I don't see you fitting in. I don't see you fitting in as a third baseman or a first baseman, but I see you in the bullpen. Yeah. You know, I see you do that countless, countless times. How should parents approach this? Uh, well, I, I always tell the kids, like you say, I, I don't coach the parents. Right. I coach the kids. Right. Uh, I want a, a relationship with a parent should be supportive of their son. Um, I don't need to, I, you know, if a parent wants a meeting with me, I'll, I'll give them a oh, meeting. That's not a good idea. Don't get a meeting with <laughs> you. Anybody out there, please. But, but they, are gonna, they are going to hear the truth. Right. Okay. And a lot of times people don't like to not hear the truth. the truth. Exactly. You're not a fan of the truth. So, uh, but like you said, if, if a player comes up to me and says, hey, coach, what do, you, what do I need to do to get better? What do I need to do to get in the lineup? You know, or I'll tell them, hey, look, you got, you got two guys ahead of you here who are Division One. You're just short a little talent. Doesn't mean you can't play. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just it's probably not going to happen for you here right. in this position. Do you want to try another position? We can try it. But a lot of times parents are are tied in. No, no my kid's this. Dude, I and, saw one time you did that to a kid. A kid was out there. It was a it was a big cut day, and you told the kid, "Listen, you got an arm." You could play the, you could play, you could pitch for us. The kid left, reported to his dad, came back and said, no, no, I, I think I can play. And you said, well, I don't see you beating this guy. I don't see you beating that guy. So good luck somewhere else. <laughs> see, see you later. later. But, you know, you bring that up. Uh, Yancey Almonte, who came to Columbus, was a center fielder. He's now pitching in the big leagues with the Rockies. I, I didn't think he could hit. I wanted to make him a pitcher. I saw an unbelievable arm in him. His dad, uh, from what I heard, wasn't happy with it. Right, right, because nobody and, talks to you. Right, so. right. So, uh, and I had heard that he was even considering, you know, leaving the school because his kid was a center fielder. Well, now he's, he's in the big leagues pitching. He's not complaining he's now, He's not huh? complaining now, I guess. Maybe he was. Who Maybe knows? he was. Maybe. See, because what you have over all of us is that experience and that eye, and I don't think parents understand that because in being empathetic on their side, coach, they put so much stress yeah. on this and so much into this. And now everything, everybody is charging for this, charging for that, that it becomes an investment. Yeah. So by the time they get here and you hit them with a reality check, like it doesn't matter. Like I tell parents, I go, listen, you can travel with an eighth grade kid and go to Texas and go to California, whatever. I have not seen Coach Weber one time Pull up his stats and say, all right, let me see your kid's 12U, 13U, 14U stats. Wait a minute, your kid traveled? I like this guy. Let me see him. No, I don't care because yeah. it's different. And with the position you're at right now, you rely on people that know the local talent. They reach out to your coach, you're going to like this kid. And usually, because we see it over and over, you're going to like the kid. Problematic parent, we're going to tell you, hey, look, listen, you're going to have to make a choice here, coach. Yeah. And usually because we see the formula over and over again, you rarely get surprised. No, you don't too often. You know what I have, what I have gone to though, Hector, in the last four or five years is um, sometimes uh, I'm taking kids of lesser ability over someone because uh, he's more of a team guy. 
Right now, it is really hard to find team guys in today's Isn't high crazy? school kid. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, but it's because it's all individualized. The game became individualized. It's all about showcases where you go see what you can do on eight swings, and they never move the guy over or uh, don't, you know. Uh, you're 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 teaching kids with a man on second and, and nobody out. Try and hit the ball the other way, and the parents yelling, "Pull, pull, pull!" You know, so it's it's like a constant battle and struggle that you're you're trying to get team oriented people because it's hard to find now. No, and it's backwards, coach. Because then what happens is, unless listen, if your son is six five, six four fastest kid in town and the biggest gun in the world that i understand but you can't have a five foot eight player with barely any pop trying to destroy the ball hits 240 with the new launch angle with the new launch angle yeah. stuff and then what happens is this it's counterproductive because what's going to happen in college in college that's the most the biggest and you can correct me if i'm wrong the biggest team sport i think out of all the four no, the, the numbers not. now if it was a 99 percent chance your son could be a multi-millionaire and he's going to realize it later i can understand but the point 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 chances of ruining that relationship with your kid and everybody around him is just insane coach you're also a teacher in the classroom a beast of an algebra teacher, correct? Yeah, algebra. I have so many people love, love, love your algebra classes and what you teach. You think you're a better baseball coach or algebra teacher? What do you think? Oh, gosh. I don't know how you could answer that without sounding egotistical. I think you're going to lose them both, man. I think, I think you're, you're a 10 <laughs> in both. Say, let's say I'm equal at both. Equal at both. Yeah. I've learned so many lessons from you, coach. This is two, two ones, two of them super important the second more important than the first but i came to see you preseason it was one of these preseason tournaments where you have a couple of the hialeah teams and, uh, and, and it's a columbus invitation or one of those things columbus wasn't playing but you were here guys hit foul balls here there's foul balls and foul balls goes to another school you got to go get them at 7 45 on like a tuesday night you're back there coach collecting baseballs that impressed me so much because as i see that nobody rewards you for that but i do because that is the ultimate for anybody that's watching and there's a couple coaches there and they're just talking to each other and they're noticing but the value in doing stuff yourself for your program yeah but you're setting the tone in a way for the program, obviously, because you're not, you don't need baseballs, but you're setting the tone in a way that I don't think anybody, rare, rarely do people do that in your position. you got to do that. You know? Yeah, but I think, Hector, if you asked any kid who came through this program who played here in, in the 28 years I've been coaching here, they will tell you that I would do anything for them, be it baseball, 10 years down the road, whatever it takes. Um, so, you know, if, if you're giving me everything you can on the field, then it's only right for me to give you everything I can, too. No, and I've I seen think it. I think it goes both I've ways. I've seen it. I've seen you do videos. I've seen you go out there and do the whole showcase, like, in the summer when nobody's out here, just you well, and I, the kids. I take more pride in getting kids onto college than I do in wins and losses. I enjoy following their careers in college. You know, I was just talking to Nelson Montpierre just the other day. He called me, 
graduated in 14, 2014. Catcher. Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. And he was, uh, he had reached out to me to tell me he was in the minor leagues, that he struggled a little bit, et cetera. But I was telling him, man, I'm so proud of you for getting your degree, because he wasn't a great student. Right. He didn't. He didn't care for education, but he stuck it out and baseball helped him get his degree. So, you know, it's always fun to follow the careers of, of, of ex-players after they graduate. And we love when they come back to the school and they, and they work with the kids and tell them of their stories. And hey, when John Jay comes here to take BP in the off season, that's, that's priceless, that's you know huge. what I'm saying? When Andy Suarez comes and throws a bullpen getting ready for February and he tells, talks to all my pitchers, that's, that's, I, can't give, I can't give those pitchers what, what he can. They see, him, they see him in such a different light. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. One of the top, couple more questions, Coach. We're almost done. One of the, the biggest, 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 biggest lesson I learned from you by far. I came here in town, and and I want kids to really understand this because you don't. There's a difference between being a, a boy, a young adult, whatever. But a man is a man, you know. And a man owns up to his mistakes, and a man works with the truth, even when sometimes you don't operate under truth. A man is a man. I came and I spoke to you. You saw me, and I wanted to work on the staff. And you're like, awesome, we're going to have to talk to the principal, right? And you did something to me that I, that I had never thought of before because I had some drama in Los Angeles, right? Never addressed it. I've, I've never even addressed it uh, publicly. I've never talked about it because I did what I did, and I left it at that. And I never in a million years thought I would come back to do anything with baseball or anything like that, but my journey and my, my path has taken me to this place. And you said, listen, Hector, you're going to talk to the coach. I mean, we talked to the principal, and it's better to be honest, man. So that way there's no surprises. And, I've used, and I can't thank you so much for that one, Coach, because I've used that with anybody of any importance, you know? I go like this. I go, if you Google me, because that's how you heard about it, you know, somebody will always say, if you Google me, I got nothing to hide, man. I made a choice 10 years ago. I was living in my car. I was... Uh, a lazy person because I believe coach that everything that happens to you you can control it you know I even even me growing up I could at some point tough as a kid control what I went through with my dad and at that point what I went through there in Los Angeles I could have stopped it but because I was lazy and wanted to make shortcuts instead of doing things the right way and being a man I messed up there and I own up to that I've never addressed that before, but you taught me that when you're a man, you you handle things straight on. Yeah, but you know, Hector, I mean, I live that every day with me. I mean, you know I'm a recovering alcoholic. I don't hide that from my players. I don't hide that from people. That's something, that's who I am. Am I proud of it, of, of uh, the fact that I had drinking issues? younger at a younger age in my life I can't run from that like you said right. that happened that was me but that's not who I am today right. you know so uh, I think I think everybody deserves a second chance right, right, don't right, you right. no but just yeah. I just that that 
just to have the self-awareness, man, yeah. to be able to go somewhere. And it's important because, listen, when uh, when ESPN calls, that's not like a trader, like a Sedano's. Right, or anybody right, else. You know, it's right, a big right. deal. So you're like, ooh, and there's an opportunity there. But you go, listen, this is who I am. Just so you know who you're getting in business with here. Yeah. I did this, this, is that. Just like Columbus. So there's no surprises. You know, and, I, and I'll take that to the grave. And I'll give that yeah. advice to anybody. Be a man. Be honest. You've done it. I've worked with... One kid in this program, when it didn't work out, you called me. So nobody else here. So listen, coach, it didn't work out with this person, just to let you know. And that is huge because I think as kids, young adults, even some men, we get scared of that. Yeah. You know, we get scared of confronting our parents. Hey, listen, I messed up here. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that maturity, and you taught me that, and I'll use that for, for the rest of my life. Man, I could be, I'm so, so, so grateful for that. Like, you have no idea. Good. No idea. I'm, that's huge for me. Coach, final thing, you're nice to everybody, okay? You are. But why have you always been so nice to me? Why are you grabbing me this interview? Why have you always been so nice to me? Uh, I don't know, I guess. Uh, I, I, I am, you know what, I am pretty, I'm a giving person. So uh, you were one of my players. I wasn't your head coach. I told you a minute ago I would do anything for any of my players. Although that didn't occur at Columbus, it happened at Braddock. And you were one of my players at Braddock. So that continues no matter where it is. My coaching style, because you haven't seen a lot of my coaching style, my personality coach, what do you like about it? I like your energy. You bring a lot of energy. The other thing that's great with you is you're, you're very positive. And that's hard to do in our game. Um, I try to be positive. I, I set out to be positive. But, um, you know, three balls in a row, all of a sudden, you know, all that can, you're, you, you can change <laughs> jokes, in a hurry. The yeah. jokes start the coming jokes, up. Yeah, so, uh, you, you know, I, I think you're very even keel. Uh, never too high, never too low. I like that. I try to be like that. I don't want to get too high because they're looking at you. You're steering the ship. And if you're out of control, then what's that going to make your team out of? You know, they're all going to be out of control. So I think when things get a little hectic when we're coaching and crazy and the game's tight and they see that you're in control, then they feel a little confidence in that, you know? So, but your energy, you're definitely on the energy bus <laughs> and, uh, and your positivity, you know? And coach, not, not only, listen, not only, and I appreciate all that, not only is we're in a negative sport, but... I think Miami's become a native town, man. Like just the traffic and the this and the heat, and it's just we're not. And maybe you see that in the students, and that's something that I that I try to inject in this culture and stuff. Is man, you want to win? There's two things you can control: effort and attitude. Yeah. All day long, no matter what program you play against, effort and attitude. You know, and I don't think we're focusing on that. And, it, and it's not even program. That's life, right? Life, man. That's life. That's life. But that's what baseball is. We're teaching life skills uh, 100% through a coach. game. That's, that's, if your kid gets that out of being part of the program, forget everything else, college scholarships, all county, whatever, all the accolades. If they get life skills in playing the game and being part of this team, then that's everything. Absolutely. Then you've won. Coach, how many wins are you away from 500? Seven. Seven. I voted, I, if I have any say, I think we should automatically, 
in this order. <laughs> Statue, Statue, outside, okay, guaranteed, yeah. and I would call it Weberfield. Oh, come on. Okay, or, or W land, something, something <laughs> huge, okay? You were the genius behind Webball, which is the most genius, caring thing, I think, a coach can do for a program. Everybody sees it now and what it's become. I remember you telling me that you used to do that in a field somewhere, some park somewhere, and just have kids around. Hammocks. Hammocks, Hammocks right? Yeah. How did you come up with that, man? Last thing, how did you come up with that genius idea? Because that's ahead of the time. That's like almost like travel ball before travel ball existed. You You're know? right. You're right. It was before travel ball existed. Um, yeah, you know, I think we were sitting around one day and, and we were in the summer and there wasn't this, you know, this showcase to go to, that showcase. There wasn't this tournament and all these things. So we came up with someone, well, how are we going to get better? Well, let's, let's, let's come up with a camp that just is strictly baseball, no fun and games. It's geared at guys who just want to get better in baseball. And that's kind of how we came up with it. And uh, I never thought it would grow to 150 kids like it, like it did. Um, and now we travel this year. Uh, we have five travel teams in the summer. So, um, but, you know, uh, you got to do it because that's where the colleges are. You got to get the kids seen to get the scholarships. Talking about scholarships, last two things. Scholarships, what do coaches that you've seen Division one coaches, what do they look for in kids, coach? That um, man, uh, talent, uh, talent at the end of the day. I mean, uh, the difference between their job and my job, if, if, I, if, I don't, if I lose or have a bad season, I still have my teaching job if they want to fire me from baseball. Baseball is not what puts you know, uh, dinner on my plate. On the college level, it, it, they have to win, and it's win at all costs. And if, if they don't win, they don't, they don't provide for their family. So I think that's kind of where it's kind of like the, the, the turning point for players from high school to college. It becomes a little more cutthroat, et cetera. You know, one college coach told me a great line where he said, my job is to get you to sign with me today. And then after you sign with me today, my job is to go out and find someone who can take your place. That's true. And that's the truth. That's you the know, truth. that's the truth. Find someone better to beat you out. Talking about pitching, if you have a 12-year-old kid, 13-year-old kid, what advice do you have for these pitchers, for these kids? Should they be pitching? Should they? How do yeah, you protect Yeah, I their think, arms? Limit, think limit the pitches, limit, 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 have rest in between. I think, I think the, the game's gotten a lot better with pitch count now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the breaking balls. I, I, I don't like breaking balls at 12, maybe 13. 14. Uh, would yeah. you wait as long as possible? I would, I would wait as long as possible. Um, and even if it's thrown the right way, wait as yeah, much as possible. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would. And then, you, heck, you learn your fastball, learn how to spot it, learn how to control it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Coach, any last words you want to say? Anything? To, no, no. Thanks well, for well, having this me. This might be your last interview. To, <laughs> this will to, probably be my last interview ever. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. They're gonna, the Herald's going to come get you. ESPN. So I'm telling you, this is going to be, they're going to see this personality. Go, I don't Wait get a minute. in front of a camera. I think often. we could get this guy to give commentators. Stuff. Coach, I cannot thank you so much, man. You got it's it. your coach. We love you guys. We got the facts from the legend himself. I can't thank the guys at CCNN for coming out and doing this for us. Love you guys. Keep going hard and doing your thing. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Inaugural episode. Can't thank Coach Weber enough. Please, I encourage you guys, your feedback, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, I do not care. The only thing I care about is to bring value for you guys. I have four of these more coming up. I have the vice president of the Miami Heat. I have the number one ear, nose, and throat doctor in town. I have the new mental skills coach of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have an author of confidence. She's coming in too. Please, your feedback. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to at Coach HP on all social. It's your coach. I love you guys. And remember to please go hard and do your thing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.